You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really looking forward to being back giving you guys weekly episodes again these past few weeks where I've taken a little bit of a break. I still have been podcasting. I've still been recording, just haven't been putting things out because I really wanted to be doing a lot of the back end work, doing more interviews, really doing some research for some good podcast episodes. And so that is what I'm hoping to bring to you today. Today, I wanted to do a probably very long overdue episode on water and water filtration systems. So why is it important for us to know what's in our water? We think if we have filtered water, I used to call it city water because we grew up with well water. So anything that was non-well water, we called city water. So city water, we'll call it, or just anywhere where there's not a well or even if there's a well, why is it important to know what could be in there? Because it is very important. Even though we had a well, we still had a filter. But why does that matter? Because they are supposed to be having these water treatment plants that are going to filter everything out. Well, that is a really, really good question. So even though they are taking out certain things, they're using other chemicals and other additives like chlorine to kill bacteria and whatnot, but your tap water can be filled with a lot of unwanted things. Heavy metals are a big one. Lead's really common. Arsenic is another one. Pesticides, especially depending on where that runoff could be coming from, atrazine, glyphosate. There could be various bacteria and viruses that make it through. Obviously, chlorine is in there, which chlorine can impact your microbiome because it works almost as an antibiotic antibacterial. We have different things like copper. Obviously there's fluoride that was put in to help dental carotids, um, but fluoride is really known to cause thyroid suppression and even neurodevelopment issues. There can be various forms of pharmaceutical and prescription drugs, whether chemotherapy, birth control. Uh, Just look at all the different medications that are out there and people can be passing those things through the water that do not get through the water filtration system. So if you are curious to what might be in your water, I would go to the EWG water database and you can put in your zip code and it will show you the various contaminants that can be in your water. So that's what we used for both the houses that we lived at and or the one that we used to live at and the one that we currently live at. There, A lot of the contaminants were similar, but there were some differences. So I'm really glad that we have water filtration systems, which I'm going to talk about. So again, it's the EWG database. I will put their tap water database in the show notes if you want to look for that, but just go to ewg.org if you want to look for all the different various things. So there, when it comes to water filtration, there's a few different common filtration systems. So we have activated carbon. And so this is also from EWG. They kind of break down the pros and the cons of all these filters. So activated carbon, it helps the taste a lot. It helps the odor. So like that chlorine, VOCs, volatile organic compounds. It helps with lead, mercury. It helps disinfect uh, various byproducts that help with PFAS and various heavy metals. However, The cons of uh, activated charcoal is it cannot remove arsenic, fluoride, 
nitrate and perchlorate. So the nitrate and perchlorate, those typically are found in various fertilizers. The fluoride is not taken out from activated charcoal and surprisingly neither is arsenic. So activated carbon filters or charcoal, sorry, they kind of go either way. That's kind of, those are kind of the pros and cons. With reverse osmosis, it does remove arsenic and fluoride. It removes uh, chromium, perchlorate, PFAs, heavy metals. It removes pretty much most contaminates. However, reverse osmosis takes a lot of water and that is kind of what the EWG says is their downfall. Then you have ion exchange, which does reduce nitrate, fluoride, sulfate, and arsenic, but it doesn't reduce levels of many other contaminants. Uh, the ion exchange are kind of what you might think of as potentially like some of the underneath the sink. Uh, the reverse osmosis, there's like, there's a few different type of brands. Aquatrue is a common one. The one that they, the EWD did not cover that I do like is water distillation. So with water distillation, it's using heat and various other, various other, uh, heating type modalities, I guess you could say to pull the toxins and the chemicals out of the water. It's really gross. So we have a, we have a Berkey and a water distiller and I've been using the distiller because through a, a few different resources, I've just been finding that a lot of people, for some reason, just get, they, they feel like it's, a lot of practitioners feel like it's the most pure. I really like the Berkey. We've used the Berkey for years now and I like it and I, I still love it, but I wanted to just one, we go through a lot of water. So the Berkey that we have is the 2.25 gallon. And we go through a lot of that because the animals drink filtered water. And it's just, we were going through that a little bit more. So I said, let me just try the water distiller. And essentially the way that, uh, water distillation and reverse osmosis, it's, it's, they're both pretty similar in terms of how they work. So it doesn't have a barrier like most things do where like it then filters through the barrier. So essentially it starts with boiling water and it creates kind of this evaporation type thing. And that's a way that you're going to kill a lot of different contaminants. The steam will separate the contaminants and leave them behind where it's going to enter this kind of condensation coil. And then it's going to the steam and the condensing coil essentially turns it into the distilled water. Now the downfall with distillation or reverse osmosis is it is getting rid of all the naturally occurring minerals. So the one good thing about tap water is there are naturally occurring minerals in there, which are great. So it is really important that if you are using distillation or reverse osmosis that you remineralize that water. So we can use various, we use trace mineral drops. Sometimes I add extra salt. Sometimes I really like using like an electrolyte type powder, especially in the summertime when I'm drinking a ton and I'm sweating a lot. I like the Redmond's Real, the Redmond's Real Salt. They have a brand called Relight. I really like the BT Fountain from Peak Tea. That's like a really good one that's got hyaluronic acid. But you can just get really simple trace mineral drops. Like you don't have to get an electrolyte powder and add that to everyone. I'm just saying that we do that once in a while, especially in the summer if we're drinking a lot. However, you can just get simple trace mineral drops. Concentrate is a good brand. I have it on full script. You can just do sim something simple like that just to make sure you're, you're remineralizing, and that's very important. With the Berkey, some people say that you don't need to remineralize. I often do because even with the activated or the charcoal 
carbon filter, I do think it will take out some of the contaminants. So Berkey's a really, really, really convenient option for many reasons. One, because it's not taking any electricity. So it's really great for when you travel. We have the 2.5, 2.25 gallon. So we can fit it in the truck when we're traveling somewhere. It doesn't need to be plugged in anywhere. It's not like a reverse osmosis or like a distilled water. So it's simple. It, if we're in the woods, we don't carry it in the woods with us, but we have clean water in the truck. If we were camping, I would bring it. If, I mean, when we bring it to an Airbnb or hotel, I know we have electricity, but it's it just very easy to carry, very easy to use. Heaven forbid if the power ever went out, you can know that you still can get clean water. So it is really convenient for that reason. The also huge benefit is the filters last up to 6,000 gallons. So depending on how much you're filling it, it really, it seems like they are expensive, but when you actually price it out per how often you need to get them, I don't think I changed our filter. I think it was about two and a half years that our first filter lasts, but I was, I'm refilling it a lot, both Nick and I, and then with the animals. And then if we entertain, we have guests over, people are drinking it. So it, I just changed it because I noticed they were starting to slow down, but even still two years for those filters was a really long time. Like I said, they're really great for emergency. They're great for travel. I love that they're made, it's made from stainless steel, which is really good for keeping bacteria and germs at bay. So you're not worried about that plastic, those endocrine disruptors. There was something that came out a few months ago about their fluoride filter. So their fluoride filter, because it doesn't filter through the carbon, that's an extra attachment. There was some articles circulating saying that someone independently tested their water and um, aluminum or sorry, no, ars no. Aluminum oxide, yes. Aluminum oxide potentially showed up in the filter. However, I think that was just one person who independently tested. So because of that, I've kind of been holding off on adding the fluoride filters. Berkey did come out with a statement and said that they've tested and there was there should be no aluminum coming out. Maybe they didn't completely prep the filter prior to. So I'm not totally sure how I feel about that. But just as in the meantime, we haven't been using the fluoride filters just for that reason. So we've just been using the, just the plain carbon filters that, that go in the top of the Berkey. So like I said, then we have reverse osmosis and distillation, which I talked a little bit about. And those are both super convenient. They are very, very pure. They are getting pretty much most things, if not everything. There's some articles that I can link in the show notes where it's talking essentially that distillation is getting 99.9% of most of the contaminants, which is really convenient. But like I said, you do want to make sure that you are remineralizing. When we look at the pros and the cons of water distillation versus reverse osmosis. So looking kind of at their performance over time, how often are you going to have to change the filter? So reverse osmosis uses that physical barrier for water purification. Well, the distillation uses essentially a phase change. So the physical barriers can break down. They can lose effectiveness over time. And most water distillations really can last five. They're, they're meant to last five, six plus years. So any different number of factors can affect the quality of water produced by reverse osmosis, like different temperatures, pH, water, water quality. 
that can all affect how quickly that unit might deteriorate. So I do want to make sure I add that in because some people just love and live by the reverse osmosis. I'm not, I just don't use it personally, but I would if I had one. I'm not against it. I just want to make sure you guys have the pros, the cons, so that you guys can see what might fit best in your lifestyle. With the home distillations, none of the variables in terms of like water pressure, water quality really seem to matter. We got our water distiller on Amazon. I have it linked in my Amazon storefront. I think it was $180. And I mean, it's it's great. I run it every day. The thing with the water distillation reverse osmosis is it does take time. So it takes about four hours to get a full gallon of filtered water. Whereas through the Berkey, that is significantly cut in half. I'd say there's filtered water, I mean, pretty 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 quickly honestly I'd say it depends on how primed your filters are but within 30 minutes to an hour like you'll have water that you can start drinking whereas in the first 30 minutes of the distiller the distiller is just getting warmed up so you really won't get any water pouring in until at least probably an hour an hour and a half so take breaking down the cost of those two so at first glance reverse osmosis they seem cheaper in some cases which I don't think that honestly would be all the cases. Um, but then you have to kind of take into effect of how quickly you might have to replace certain things. You really want to look for stainless steel water distillers that are made in the USA. So knowing those things, you can price out a reverse osmosis. You can reverse, you can price a water distiller, see what works for your budget. Sometimes the water distillers might be a little bit more upfront, but in many cases they do seem to last longer. Like I said, there's really not much maintenance. I don't know what the maintenance looks like for a reverse osmosis. I do still, I think there's cleaning. You have to change some of the filters for the distiller. There's no filter replacements necessary. However, there's a lot of gunk that will solidify to the stainless steel after each use. However, all I do is just throw in a little bit of vinegar, let it sit. And then after a few minutes, I clean it out, rinse it out, and then it's good to go. So I just make sure that I'm consistent with that because I was really shocked at the amount of, I don't know if it's minerals. I don't know what the heck it is. I mean, sometimes it's just gross. Sometimes they're like, it's black. Um, that just kind of crusts to the bottom of the stainless steel, but the vinegar, just letting it sit there gets it right out. So I have no essentially issues with any of that. You just have to make sure that you, you clean it. That's really it. So it's not like we're buying filters for that, which was like I mentioned earlier with the Berkey, you are sometimes buying filters for the Berkey, but you're not buying filters for at least two to three years, depending on even how much you're filling it. If you get even one of the bigger Berkeys that are over four gallons, I mean, you can probably go three plus years without getting a filter for that. So I just want to mention a few more tidbits about reverse osmosis because I feel like that's the one I don't know as much about, but I want to still be transparent and share the information that I researched and that I do know. So just because I don't personally use it doesn't mean that I never will in the future. So this is good information for me too. Um, reverse osmosis does filter fluoride. It does filter nitrates. It does, like I said, take a little bit more water. Um, there is typically a filtration sensor, so it tells you when you have to change the filters, whereas the Berkey, there's no filtration sensor. You just kind of have to go based off of how well the filters are doing. You can also clean those filters, which is nice. 
The one downside of most of them, AquaTrue is the one that I'm thinking of right now, it is plastic. However, once the water is filtered, you can just take it right out of the plastic and put it in a glass container. So it's not like it has to sit in the distillation center. So it's only there for a short amount of time. You do have to add minerals to it. You do need an electrical outlet as you do for a distiller. Um, but apparently the reverse osmosis does filter a little bit quicker than the distiller, which I did not know. I did have to research that. So if knowing these things, you're able to kind of look at carbon, reverse osmosis, and distillation. However, there are some other filters too that I want you to be aware about that I get a lot of questions on. So people ask, well, what about Brita? Brita is, I think, maybe better than nothing because it does filter out some of the chlorine, but it really is only filling, filtering out chlorine. That's, that's mainly it. So it's Nice to get the chlorine out so that it's not impacting the gut microbiome as much, but it's not filtering out the glyphosate, the nitrates, the heavy metal contaminants. It's definitely not filtering out the birth controls and other potential medications that could be in there. So there is another filter that isn't really necessarily classified as any of the ones that I've talked about. However, they, it really does cover a lot of the bases and it's called Clearly Filtered. So Clearly Filtered has a filter that looks very similar to a Brita, but they have, so they've got like a kind of counter unit, but they also have water bottle units. And when I looked at their test results, it filters out essentially nine, 9.99.5 or higher of fluoride, microplastics, heavy metals, um, haloacetic acids, perfluorinated chemicals or PFAs, chemical disinfectants, viruses, bacteria, cysts, microorganisms, pharmaceutical drugs, herbicides, radioactive elements, pesticides, and semi-volatile organic compounds, phthalates, volatile organic compounds. And I think when I mentioned the 90, they're usually, so the only one they were at 88% was one of the heavy metals, I think, that they filtered out, 88.4 out of aluminum. So Clearly Filtered is cool because they also, like I said, have a water bottle filter, which is really, really, really convenient. And again, the water bottle also filters out fluoride, chemical disinfectants, heavy metals, pharmaceutical drugs, herbicides, pesticides, volatile organic compounds, semitol organic compounds, phthalates, so the water bottle I actually got when I was flying last because I don't know what I don't know what the airport filters are actually filtering out. So I got it and I really like it. I got one for both of us. I don't know if I would use it like if we were hiking, but I'm definitely going to use it when we travel. And I think that the clearly filtered is a really cost-effective option for a lot of people, especially when you're just getting started, but it's I mean, it's not even a bad filter. I think the worst part about it is just the fact that it's in like a plastic kind of filter that it is BPA free, but so their pitcher is about $81. So I do think it's really, really affordable. You can get the filter plus additional filters. Cause I do not know how often you have to change the, the filters, but I think, I mean, that's a really great deal for especially all that it's filtering comparatively to something like Brita, which I remember I used, we used to have a Brita. I think the Brita was about $50, but then I was changing the filter all the time. Maybe it wasn't 50. I don't know. It was something 
in a decent price range, 30 to 50, I want to say. I can't remember off the top of my head. But then you look at clearly filtered and it filters a lot more. So that could be a really good option. And then maybe once it's filtered through, you just pour it into a glass container and you're not always constantly storing it in that. So that's an option. But you guys have a lot of options on ways that you can filter your water after this episode. You can, one, check out the EWG tap water database, see what's in your tap water. If you have well water, especially if you're near farms, it's not a bad idea to go get your water tested. You can get various home attachments for well water as well. Uh, we had our well water tested when my mom had cancer. Well, my dad had our, like my parents' home tested and nothing really showed up because they do have a downstairs filtration system that is a whole house filter that works really great. I'm a fan of those. Those are awesome. To be honest, I don't know a lot about those. I know more about kind of these standalone units. So maybe one day I can build upon this and talk about more more. Uh, home filtration systems. I know those are definitely more of an investment, but I clearly they work really well. Um, either that or the well water was very clean. Either way. Uh, and then if you live somewhere where you're getting your water from a treatment plant, really, really important to know what's in your water. It's so important to stay hydrated. Water is the basis of our muscle. It's a muscle of our brain, our cells. We need it to detoxify. We need it to have healthy bowel movements. We need it for life. We can go only a small amount of time without water, whereas we can go days and days without food. So water, we know it's incredibly important. I I think what sparked this is the New York City mayor posted a video on, I drink tap water. And then I looked up what's in the New York City water and it was a hundred times to 300 times the amount of contaminants that should have been allowed in that water. And I was like, this is not good for people's health. The water filter was definitely something that was really important to us early on in our journey just because of the amount that we drink the water. So you have all these people, I always ask, oh, how much water do you drink? Oh, I drink a gallon a day. Oh, I drink my body, half my body weight in ounces. Oh, great, great. Drinking water is so important. But what is the quality of the water that you're drinking? Right? It's really, really important to think about how we could be adding various estrogens into our diet, various things that are impacting our gut microbiome just from what we're drinking. So filtration is really important. If you're out somewhere drinking filtered water, if you, whatever filtration you can get, I'd really try to avoid bottled water at whatever cost. That's why I'm really glad I got the clearly filtered travel water bottle. So that's a great option, but obviously at a restaurant or something, if they have maybe like a mineral water or like a sparkling mineral water or something, maybe I'll try that. I don't know. Of course, there's always balance in our life, and that's not something that's happening all the time. But if the majority of the time I can make sure that I'm drinking clean, filtered water, I'm going to because I know the benefits. So I'm excited to see what research you guys are able to do in terms of what's in your water. If you already are filtering your water, what system you're using, let me know how... Let me know how you're liking it. If you use reverse osmosis, please tell me because like I said, I that's the filtration system I know the least about just because I haven't personally used it, but I'm very open to using anything and anything because I know how important this all is. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful and I will see you next time.
and otherwise skincare, vitamin C can be very helpful using something like a glycolic acid or at home type peel that you can use. I noticed a really big impact with the beauty counter overnight resurfacing peel. I love using a great vitamin C serum because that's going to buff out any type of discoloration or darkness. There's a new mask from beauty counter that's a AHA. So it's a, it's an acid based mask. It's kind of like an at home peel that's safe enough that you can use a few times. I usually, usually use it two times a week, but that's really helpful. Like I said, protecting it from the sun when you're in the active melasma flare. But now I am in the sun all the time. I haven't seen it come back, knock on wood, knock on wood. Uh, but it's really about once your hormones are balanced and I will be able to take a look at my hormones once I do my Dutch test this year, which I'm going to do it this month. So I will be able to see, does my estrogen look different this time than it did last year? So that's it for questions today. Thank you guys for submitting questions in the question box. I Hope that this was helpful and I hope that you guys have a good rest of the week.